This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. I am Marco Flatlo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield on Twitter. We are at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash your tech report online. Now, Mark, as, as our listeners, as we know, and as our listeners already know, uh, we, we always share products and companies that we're excited about, that make great products, com- you know, products you may not know about, you or that you may know about that deserve more attention. This, this company that we're about to talk about is all that. It's an incredible company making some of the coolest products you've ever seen, but there's also a personal side of this. So for context, I just have to give a little bit of backstory if you'll indulge me. Um, as our audience knows, I mean, I've mentioned it over time. I've had a few surgeries over the past few years, uh, and a few more to come over the next couple of years. And because of that, I can't exercise and do the same things that I used to do. It's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, uh, it's not life-threatening. I'll be fine, but I can't do what I used to do. So what did I do? I want to make sure that I'm active. I started researching online different ways, different forms of exercise that I could still physically do with a little bit of help. And I started looking into e-bikes. Now, we've never covered e-bikes on this show. We just It's, it's a segment that we, a sector that we haven't covered. We have some requests. But I started looking because I actually needed the help because my, you know, my legs won't do everything on a bike that I used to be able to do. And when I started researching e-bikes, there's one company that kept on coming up on the YouTube videos, on the research I was doing online, and I started looking into them. This company makes probably the best e-bike you've ever seen, and the company in general is so cool, their MO, the way they work, their support, the products they make, that we wanted to reach out. The company is Rad Power Bikes. Coolest, probably one of the coolest names in the industry, <laughs> too. And we're, we're really lucky to have their president, Mike Radenbaugh, joining us to talk about about their products, about the company. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Mitchell and Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me. So before we go on, tell, tell us a little bit about the company, about what you guys do, because I'm sure you guys could put it better than I do. I mean, e-bikes are, they've really come into their own lately, and you guys are really pushing the envelope. Tell us about Rad Power Bikes. Rad Power Bikes is a consumer direct electric bike company. We originally started in 2007, and um, back then there were not a lot of components available. Battery technology was in its infancy for um, electric cars and electric bikes alike. So back then we were doing custom converted electric bikes. So we spent about five or six years building electric tandem bicycles and tricycles and kind of anything with wheels and pedals on it, putting motors on them. So over, over that period of time, we really developed our technological kind of expertise and savvy in the, in the space. And now for the last uh, two years, we have been running with a consumer direct model and manufacturing very high-end um, but affordable electric bikes. So now we have four production models that we sell on our website at uh, radpowerbikes.com. We have uh, an electric cargo bike, an electric city bike, uh, slash commuter, um, an electric fat tire bike, and then an electric folding fat tire bike. So a very diverse range of products. We've kind of planted ourselves as a leader in the um, electric bike space 
just a pretty short period um, uh, running this consumer direct focus model. You know, I was going to mention something about that because we're going to get into the full lineup as well. But doing things the way you do, doing the consumer direct, this is a big deal because not only do, obviously do you get the hand the product in the hands of the consumer quicker, but also it saves the consumer money and you have direct contact with your customer line. I mean, you guys are known for your support almost as much as you are for making these great bikes. I, I kind of pride ourselves on the tech support side of our business. Our first two hires after our the three founding uh, partners in the company were e-bike nerds like myself, so guys that have been spent their whole life building and tinkering with e-bikes, so they really know the technology back and forth. It's a lot like you know you want your computer repaired by someone who lives and breathes computers, right. same for electric bikes. Let me ask you something. This is more of a big pic- pic- picture question, Mike. Do you feel that... Uh, people don't really, I don't think people still to this day understand the versatility, the importance of e-bikes. I think there's still, the segment is a little misunderstood because it covers so much. I mean, it's a great commuter device because it's green, clean, obviously. Uh, it's accessible. It's small. People can use it as a mode of transportation. It's a form of exercise for anyone because you can have electric on, electric off, pedal assist. But for people like myself that actually need a little help and that want to be more active, it's great for them as well. So e-bikes really cover like three different segments of users, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, uh, so I always kind of come back to, uh, you know, I guess from my personal side, my parents are 66 and 67 years old. They use them for uh, exercise and running to town to the grocery store. I've lived with an e-bike since I was 15 years old. So I've used them to get to school, get to college when I was in back in school. And now I use it every day as more of a, in, you know, my professional career. Um, and now, you know, with our Rad Wagon, the cargo family style bike, you have, families loaded up on this thing with four bags of groceries and they're really <laughs> are replacing their cars with it. So Mike, talk, talk to us about the lineup and then what's your favorite in this lineup because you've got four bikes now. Obviously, I'm guessing this is going to grow though, you know, as, as time goes by, as technology kind of increases. Talk to us about the actual lineup itself and they each kind of cater to a, a different audience. I've ra- been riding the Rad City now, which is the bike we just launched a few weeks ago and it is a, a commuter style bike. It takes panniers on the back or you can even mount a kid seat onto it. But I really like that bike for, it's kind of like a, a commuter car version of a bicycle. So it's fast, it's lightweight, it's comfortable, it comes with full coverage fenders. So, you know, here in Seattle, having fenders is a, is a must. Um, so that, that's really my daily driver. Whenever I'm going to be going somewhere with someone else, I take our Rad Wagon, and, uh, which is our electric cargo bike. And that comes with a little handle that sits right on the back of the bike. So I can have a second passenger with me. Um, if I'm running to the grocery store, I'll generally also take the Rad Wagon cargo bike so I can load up for the weeks ahead. Um, and then, you know, it's tricky though. I have the, I have the full um, ensemble here to, to pick from. So each day <laughs> I'll take a different bike, but those are my two kind of go, go-to bikes. Big part of that is because we live right here in Ballard in Seattle, Washington. So, you know, it's, it's very urban and uh, really nice developed bike trails here. So those two bikes are, you know, nicely suited for our terrain but our fat tire bikes really shine whenever we go off-road or trail riding. So talk, talk to me about feature-wise, because, you know, I haven't had some time to go hands-on. Mitchell obviously has spent some time. I'm curious about things like going uphill, the power that's required, and how you manage to accomplish things like that. Our fat tire bikes, so the, the Rad Mini and Rad Rover, which are both bikes that have four-inch wide tires on them, so very wide, very comfortable, pliable, um, and safe-feeling tires. Those bikes have a, a what's called a, a geared hub motor. So the motor's built into the back wheel and it has a gear set inside of it. So those produce quite a bit of torque. So you can get up almost any hill without pedaling at all. So it'll just tow you right up to the top of the <laughs> hill um, without much effort at all. 
our two city bikes, so the Rad City and then the Rad Wagon, which are both more focused on the urban rider, they have a direct drive hub motor, which doesn't have gears in it, but it's slightly more um, robust for daily driver kind of stuff. It doesn't produce quite as much torque, but it's smoother. So we have a, that's kind of coming back to it. We have a nice diverse lineup right now where you have either a high-torque off-road uh, capable machine or a, a really smooth city bike. What I want to illustrate just to our listeners, uh, if you go to radpowerbikes.com, you'll be able to see this. But if you look at your lineup of bikes, you'd think in your head when you're trying to create this mental image, oh, we're going to see this big motor. No, these just look like bikes, like everyday bikes that happen to have a battery pack either on the frame that really look like a water bottle, really. I mean, it doesn't look like anything more more discreet than that. How do you manage to get... For example, a, a bike on the on the on the on the fat bike on the on the rover, um, a motor with that much torque into a, a frame that you don't even notice. Yeah, it's a, it's really electric motors have gone pretty much unchanged since the original like you know Model T prototypes that were electric. It's, <laughs> it's really now become the motor controllers have become much more advanced. You know, with Moore's law and all the development on that front, with digital electronics, and also the size of the battery packs. Know, coming down in size, increasing in energy density so rapidly. So, you know, our bikes go you know twenty to forty miles per charge, even with heavy riders and steep hills. And you're right; it's it's now become we're at the point now with the technology where consumers are really happy with the size, the weight. Uh, the performance. We are talking e-bikes with the president of Rad Power Bikes, Mike Radenbaugh. Mike, I, I mean, there's so many things to talk about. I mean, you guys were kind enough to send me the Rad Rover, and uh, there's so many things to be blown away by. Uh, the technology inside that we're talking about, the way you seamlessly integrate, and this this is a big deal, because uh, Mark had just mentioned, if you look at it, you might just think, wow, that's just a really cool-looking bike, and it is. But you guys worked really hard to make it look like that. The cables run actually through the bike frame. Little subtle touches like that. Uh, once again, I get stopped because of the fat tires and the great matte black finish on this thing. You sent the matte black one, which is absolutely gorgeous. But for people that think it's just all about the tech and, and the gadgetry of it, you actually put great bicycle components into this as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So we use Shimano um, and Tektro components throughout the all of our models. No, and you have you have the you have the Shimano. You also have the great mechanical brakes that are on there. It also has a full LCD display. Now, this this is something worth mentioning. It has a backlit LCD s- display that gives you all of your information. Of course, you have your odometer, your speedometer, how much charge is left. But it also has a little mode button that lets you control. There, how many there are, are there? Five levels of assist, six levels of assist. Yeah, there's five levels of pedal assist, and then a full power on demand throttle as well on the uh, right side of the handlebars. That's right, because it has it has that button, it has, a, it has a red button next to the throttle built into the handlebar that allows you to control on or off, which is good because when you're actually gripping the bike, if you don't want that electric to kick in, you can always kick it off by pressing the button. So it's also very safe to drive as well. Do you find that you get a lot of compliments that it just handles great as a bicycle? Because to me, at the end of the day, this is a bicycle first and foremost. The electric element is fantastic, especially for me and for commuters, but it's also just a great bike. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really fortunate in the United States where, you know, there's a federal restriction of 750 watts of power um, before you have to get license or insurance. So all Rad Power Bikes go exactly to that. So they're all 750 watts of power uh, maximum. So you don't need a license, registration, anything. You can ride it just like a normal bike. We all actually just adjusted some programming on all of our models. And the lowest level of pedal assistance, uh, level one, 
feels like a light breeze to your back, and it just kind of right. overcomes the slightly added weight of the bike. So the Rad Power bikes are you know in between 55 and um, 65 pounds, so they're about 15 to 20 pounds heavier than a traditional bike. Part right. of that's because they have big tires, strong wheels, strong rims, big, strong brakes. But having it in level one pedal assist feels like you're riding a regular bike. You can't even tell that the bike's heavier. You're getting a great workout. You're getting that bicycle experience. Bump it up to two, three, four, or five, or grab a hold of the throttle and you feel you know, it's flying away. And the last thing I wanted to mention, Mike, was, of course, the battery itself. Because, as Mark said, the way you integrated it, you put it right where normally a, a bottle would be. So it almost looks like you just have this great cool water bottle on there. But there are two ways of doing this. You can either charge the battery while it's on the bike, but you also have this great locking mechanism. You, you, you give the drivers keys so they can actually unlock the battery. And it's built on this on this rail, I guess is the best way to, to put it. it you, you actually put the battery, it slides onto this rail, and you can slide it off wherever you get where you're going so you can recharge if you decide you want to go more than 40 or 50 miles, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, a great example is we, if we take the ferries up here in Seattle to go out to the peninsula, we can park our bikes on the car deck, bring our battery up top and charge while we're on the ferry for an hour, an hour and a half. There's also a USB port on the battery pack and on the display so you can charge all your digital electronics um, directly from your bike. So the like you said, the LCD display combined with the battery technology now is really feature-rich for the consumer. And this is one of those products, and I can't stress this enough, um, having spent some time with it, it's one of those products you have to get your hands on, you actually have to see in person. I'm getting, I, I expect that anyone who drives any of the four Rad Power bikes is going to get stopped just because they're so cool, even without knowing about the electric element. Mike, I know you guys have more innovation coming up that you can't talk about right now, but when you have more news to share, more models, more bikes to talk about, we hope you will join us back on the show because we love your product and we love talking about what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so love, uh, love, love chatting with you guys. It is Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you on Twitter at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Of course, our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. Back in a moment to talk about the PS4. There's more Your Tech Report after this. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.